This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander and Craig WK. And today we are talking about uh, sort of a rehash of something we've done in the past. Kind of. We've technically covered the entire game before. We, Yeah, we have, haven't we? Uh, a couple, was it years ago at this point? Last well, year? Last year sometime? May, may, uh, yeah, I it's, don't think it's been more than a it's year. It's been like a year and a half. Because it was right it? around the time you started, oh, started ha- right. uh, coming around. Yeah. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we released an episode called The Legend of Retro Theater, in which we all voiced over... Uh, Bionic Commando for Game Boy. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. And it gave Craig the inspiration to start a little YouTube series. It kind of did. It did. It's, it was the first time it had ever been done in any capacity where an entire video game had been read aloud. Honestly, that might be the <laughs> case, because uh, there's not much of that on uh, the internet, I found. Yeah. I mean, you, you and John have recorded yourselves playing RPGs, but that's neither here nor there. As far as we're concerned, it was all my idea. Xander, I truly owe you a debt of gratitude for your decisions in inspiring me in my everyday life. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, instead of just reading the, the script and adding music and everything to it, uh, we're going to talk about the game and add music to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bionic Commando yes. for Game Boy was released uh, uh, by Capcom in September of 1992. And this platformer stars Red Spencer in his mission to save his comrade Super Joe mm-hmm. and destroy the uh, Do- Dorai's. Dorai's Army's top secret military project. The Albatross. The Albatross. Yes. Uh, my brother got this game for Christmas in 1992. Uh, oh, so just a few months after it came yes. out. Um, my aunt got us both Game Boy games because we had just gotten a Game Boy around oh. that time. I got Kirby's uh, Kirby's Dream Land. He got Bionic Commando. And I've probably played Bionic Commando more than I've played Kirby. Really? Which uh, is saying something because I've played Kirby's Dream Land a ton. I was going to say because I, I, I played Kirby's Dream Land quite a bit when I was a kid. I never owned Bionic Commando on Game Boy. I only played your copy later. Yeah. You had uh, Bionic Commando on NES for a little bit. Until yeah. someone stole it. Uh, Didn't you? Uh, no. I had other games that were taken from me uh, when I was younger, but Bionic Commando wasn't Bionic one Commando of them. Bionic Commando was one of them. Maybe somebody else I know had their copy stolen. That might be. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, my buddy Andy. Uh, my buddy Andy had uh, Bionic That's Commando, and uh, it got stolen. Yeah, he uh, uh, or lent to somebody who never gave it. Yeah, back. never gave it back. And it was funny because every time I saw the kid, and it was in high school, uh, when every time I'd go, I'd like talk to this kid, uh, and I'd be like, "Oh, hey man, what's up?" And he'd be like, "Oh, nothing, man." You know, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." How's Bionic Commando? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would just be like, "Hey, when are you gonna give uh, Andy back his copy of Bionic Commando?" And the kid was like what like what's your problem man and he like and he got like upset with me and it like in my head though i was like you were doing the right thing i mean all he had to do was just bring it to school yeah like it's an old nintendo game. he obviously had like sold it or something yeah. you know i i'm sure like a jerk yeah seriously and uh yeah so uh that was the nintendo copy though yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. i play, i had friends who who had that and i played it and i was like oh this game's always pretty cool and so when i got the game boy version at first i was like uh this isn't the same but i've yeah. grown to appreciate this version so much more than the nintendo version it, it's a very very solid port yeah um i would say the platforming is actually better in this one 
Oh, which is, is, it, hard, is uh, surprising to say because usually the, the, the full console versions is much better than the Game Boy yeah. rink-a-dink port. But uh, this one is, is really solid. The platforming's really good. The weapons all work out really well. A lot of the levels are kind of the same. Some of the music gets rehashed and it's yeah. all brought over. But it's all, I mean, it's it's so good. I've played this game so, so much to the point where I can finish it now um, so long as nothing goes awry uh, in about an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, now, uh, for those of you who, who are unaware of Bionic Commando, uh, the gameplay is similar, of course, to the NES version, as we mentioned. You move around in a wide open, like, you know, area. You, uh, you, you know, when you're in uh, a particular area, like a zone, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can fire your gun. You can use a uh, grappling arm, a uh, grappling hook arm. Uh, instead of jumping, in fact, it's the, the mechanic of the game is that you, you don't jump. You launch your arm out, catch what's above you, and swing, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you can, uh, uh, you know, b- by swinging around, you can get up to high up places, uh, grab items. Uh, so uh, when Red Spencer typically goes through these levels, though, he gets communication from his allies or even intercepts enemy transmissions uh, to get intel, and then he can get, like, weapon upgrades and stuff like that, of yeah. course. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that it has that, like, you know, uh, sort of, like, old-timey military World War II aspect yeah. of, like, uh, uh, being able to, like, you know, uh, intercept communications and stuff. Yeah. And, like, and a you lot know, of times you have to, you have to go in and... Um intercept the communications from the enemy side in order to unlock certain doors or access different areas yeah um and then sometimes they catch on to you and they bust in <laughs> and they attack you in the comm room you got to get the heck out of there quick yeah i uh i i appreciate uh, a lot of the like the little uh, little touches like that and stuff and i mean you know let's face it the the big draw of bionic commando is the grappling arm yes you know it's uh uh it's a really interesting mechanic and it's really what sort of defines what a bionic commando game is i think yeah you know it's it's sort of the the big draw of it because there's really not any other games i can think of yeah i mean on the nintendo at least or game boy uh that older era where you had a grappling hook arm yeah having a grappling hook arm it kind of became synonymous with bionic commando at least for me yeah uh even when we would play different uh games like vampire the masquerade i would have a character who's like oh can i give a bionic commando arm yeah and, yeah you know it was just a spring-loaded arm that just like or not arm but like a grappling hook that was on the character's arm that shot out and grab stuff and i always i just i loved that mechanic of you know you don't jump like there was uh, when they when they uh kind of revived the series in the late 2000s uh they made a, a fake trailer like the world needed a hero and they found this guy who couldn't even jump <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny like they kind of made a joke out of it like there because there is no jump button you just swing yeah yeah and i think when they because they uh, did bionic commando rearm for the xbox 360 and playstation 3 and then they did uh rearm 2 and that's when they finally added a jump button oh. um and of course when they remade bionic commando well not remade but rebooted on uh, xbox 360 grin uh the company worked on it uh where it was like a 3d you know action platformer yeah there was a there was a jump button and that you know despite the fact that you know everybody made fun of it it was it was a solid game like i I really enjoyed it but i I was also the key demographic for it like i was tuned in like it's bionic commando i'm buying it (laughs) right right i uh i I remember hearing a lot of mixed reviews about the game mike Patton uh, did the voice for the main character so i was i mean not only was it bionic commando but my favorite vocalist of all time was voicing the main character mike Patton is the the main character yep he plays rad spencer wow that's and it's really, really goofy cool. like the bionic like the bionic arms you eventually find out like it's his wife but reincarnated into a bionic arm and that's why it works together and like you find out that they're <laughs> like so yeah, dumb. it's <laughs> it's dumb but it was a fun game i really the enjoyed gameplay it. itself was yeah. fun at least i see okay and i think that's what i'm remembering that a lot of people had problems with was the the ridiculous premise yeah, of- but it was it was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun with that but uh yeah so bionic commando for game boy is the same thing which is a lot of, of of cool grappling trying to chain your jump so you're never touching the ground you can kick enemies in the face and knock them back and mm-hmm. uh kill them to get power ups and stuff like that um yeah, I mean the story we've already gone over in our in our uh, Legend of Retro Theater about how he's going through and trying to find Super Joe, and he when he thinks he found him, he gets double. Well, he doesn't get double crossed, but he walks into an ambush. And I will say that uh, uh, if 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 no other reason, you you as a listener should go back and listen to that episode of uh, Legend of Retro Theater. Uh, for the voice of uh, Jazzy Jesse. from the Gamezilla yep. show and from uh, Noobs and Dragons, mm-hmm. as he does the voice of uh, what's the character's name? 
uh man now he, I can't he's remember. a villain uh who, who's actually a double agent yeah who you, you find out has been uh uh why uh, can't i remember his name while you think of that uh i he he does like a uh uh a really weird star scream impersonation uh he's actually impersonating somebody from like league of legends i guess uh but it comes out and it sounds like this star scream kind of like high-pitched voice that i just cannot pull off and uh yeah, it's uh, 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 like the episode in general was a ton of fun. You know, I got to voice uh, the the main villain. Uh, oh, what was the main General Dorais? General Dorais, yeah, uh, yeah. So that that was uh, a ton of fun. Yeah, I can't remember. We the can't ca- remember the name of the character, but but yeah, go back and uh, uh, listen to that episode because that was a ton of fun. Uh, but I did want to uh, touch base on a few of the differences between the Game Boy and NES version. So the the Game Boy version is is you know quite different from the Nintendo version. Uh, it's a more futuristic setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guards are in more exaggerating, uh, exaggerated, more robotic looking armor. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, the the guards in Ninten- the Nintendo version were like just regular flesh and blood soldiers. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, even Red Spencer has like spiky anime hair and like big shoulder yep. pads and a visor. Uh, and the game is actually General Ryle. General Ryle. That's I had to what pull up the script where I painstakingly took my <laughs> my Nintendo eShop version on my 3DS and played through and stopped and had to come up with some sort of story of what was happening during the levels. Well, I was gonna say the the story I feel like in the Game Boy version is a little bit more it's it's more story driven than yeah, the Nintendo version for sure. The Nintendo version is just like get in there and do things. Yeah, you know. Whereas the Game Boy version, you know, you you get ambushed, you get I. Uh, dialogue with like enemy soldiers uh you have uh of course you know uh general ryle is like a double agent working yep. for you know the the team that uh uh you know rad spencer is he got on. in too deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's it's honestly uh, uh i mean obviously it's it's you know a story a video game story on the game boy so take it with a grain of salt but it kind of deserves some some kudos for yeah. that i think you know i will say one thing that the nes version has over the game boy version Mm-hmm. Is the fact that when you kill the final boss in the Game Boy version, like you have to like run, and uh, he's he's already boarded a plane. Like you've you've destroyed the albatross. The albatross is going down. Yeah, but he's still able to get in this this massive weapon and and still fly off and do something. Uh-huh. And you have to swing out of this corridor, and you need to swing with the far like and like launch yourself so that you go far enough to avoid spikes that you don't know are there. <laughs> you have to have a specific weapon equipped. And you have to fire it at the exact frame. Otherwise, you miss, and it misses the cockpit, and you don't kill him. But otherwise, if you hit it, then the, you hit the, the, the General Dorais, and he dies, and the plane blows up or whatever. In the NES version, it cuts to a scene of the dude and then his head explodes all 8-bit oh yeah and it's and it's basically it's it, pretty gory it honestly is it's it's pretty heavy stuff it's for nintendo pretty well implied that it's pretty much hitler yeah in some later games especially the bionic commando rearmed like yeah we're basically saying this guy's kind of hitler <laughs> i mean let's face it though if there's anybody who you want to have their head explode your head explode i mean it's hitler right <laughs> Your head explode. <laughs> uh, Either yeah. that or strong man. <laughs> One or the other. Your head explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Homestar sneaks in every once in a while and just ruins everything. Slash it, makes it better. One or the other. I haven't decided which. I. <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, so Xander, I. Uh, I. Uh, here's a question for you. Between the two. Uh, the Nintendo version and the the Game Boy version. You're mm-hmm. a, a little more familiar with the Game Boy version, but you know enough of the Nintendo version, obviously. What do you like? If you had to choose one that you had to recommend to somebody, which version would you choose? Again, I I would go with the Game Boy version, just because, like I said, I feel like the platforming is a little more, a little um, tighter, a little tighter. I think the uh, the overall like the aesthetic of like the futuristic soldiers uh-huh. looks cooler. Um, I mean, unless you are a real boots on the ground, your guy's in a giant bright lime green jumpsuit kind of deal. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it translates better somehow to the Game Boy than it did on the NES. I think the graphics, like you have different guns and you can kind of see the different way it fires and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like his arm changes a little bit. Um, also, 
in uh, when you're on the main map, it gives you this this top you know head down look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're in a helicopter. You you choose. You have to select descend or transfer to go to a different area. And there are like enemy helicopters. Mm-hmm. In the NES version, you're in a you know a bird's eye view and like you're running to the top of the screen, kind of like Ikari Warriors. If you ever played that on the NES. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or you know it's almost like a like a 1942 style where you're just kind of scrolling up. Mm-hmm. And it's a really weird way to play as uh-huh. opposed to on the Game Boy version that's it's another side scrolling level. They're generic, like this is the forest, this is the this is the water side. Yeah. But I feel like it flows a lot better. Okay. Interesting. So oh yeah, overall if you're gonna if you're going to play one version of Bionic Commando, uh make it the Game Boy version or the Xbox three sixty version. Oh right, the uh, Bionic uh, Commando rearmed. Ghost Arm? What's that? No, uh, rearmed. Oh, rearmed. Where it was, the, a, where it, was a, a, it was an honest to god remake of the original. That's Bionic right. Game. That's right. Because then it was the 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 yeah. one by Smile Studio, which is Grin. the Ghost Arm one or yes. Grin Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife Arm. Wife Arm. <laughs> but yeah, Ghost Wife Arm. Same thing. I now I uh, as far as that goes, I did want to uh, uh, you know touch on the uh, the music a bit. Yeah, and the music um, I played through the entire background of that episode, so you really get to hear a lot of it. I tried to vary it up um, quite a bit so that you weren't hearing the same tracks over and over again. <laughs> so the music- but the songs are all really good, and I couldn't find the soundtrack to this game for the longest time. And once I found it, I was so glad to finally have it. Yeah, the music is composed by uh, Koji uh, Murata, mm-hmm. uh, who also did the music for. Do the, you know for the a lot of the Mega Man games for the Game Boy? Yeah, he did he has uh, a very at least three and sound. four. Yeah, it's a very distinct sound. Like he he plays with the uh, the sound card in the in the Game Boy to mimic uh, a snare drum, and it's extreme. It's like you hear it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's him." Like even when I was I, I played through the Game Boy game, uh, the Game Boy Mega Man games, probably about this time last year uh-huh. for the first time. I'd never like I played like the very first one, but I'd never gone deeper into the other ones. But yeah. since I have them on the the 3DS, I have marathon and went through. It. And when I got to to three and four, I was like. This sounds a lot like Bionic Commando, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it was the same dude. That's awesome. Um, if I would have thought, I would have pulled up some some of those Mega Man songs just to show you some of that how similar they yeah. are. Um, but the uh, the soundtrack doesn't have it's not. I don't think it was one that was like actually ever officially released. It's all game rips because none of them have like titles for the tracks or anything like that. Uh, so I literally just have here's track three, here's track four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can tell once I hear it, I can tell you like what levels it was in. Um, track three, I believe, is uh, area zero. Area zero slash one is the first level that you play. Okay. that was like actually if i'm not mistaken pretty well exclusive to the game boy version i don't think it was i don't think it was remade for or rather i don't think it was originally on the nes and it certainly wasn't remade in the uh the xbox 360 um slash ps3 rearmed version yeah um but that uh that's one of my favorites it's a really cool song yeah um so up next is track four <laughs> uh which i don't I'll have, again i'll have to hear this one to, to find out what it is i believe it's it's some of the later levels like when you're like inside a factory uh well let's yeah. let's listen and I'll, and I'll tell you in a yeah. second
this first shows up in area four. This is, I think, my favorite song. Yeah, this one's really soundtrack. good. This is, I can remember the level more so than I can remember the actual like number of the level. Yeah. This is when um, you have to have the flare to light up the cave because otherwise you walk in, it's pitch black, you can't see anything. Oh, yeah, so yeah. They hit the, the, so another cool thing about this game is that if you didn't have specific items, you weren't getting into these areas. So it really forced you to go back and explore and talk to certain characters yeah. and stuff like that before you could adva- advance. You had to have a certain weapon to blow up a certain gate. So on, so forth. Sure, sure. So there was ways to kind of keep you from just like, because the world, whole map is open to you at the beginning. You can go to whatever zone you want, so long as you can survive getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this one reminds me of anytime you had to like infiltrate like into a, an area. Like you're always trying to get in places, but sometimes you're being a little bit more sneaky about it. Yeah. And this is one of those uh, levels that you did that in. Uh, track six, if I'm not mistaken, is uh. I want to say it's the neutral zone, maybe. No, oh, okay. I could be wrong. Let's I'm just going to stop up. guessing, and I'm just going to play it and tell you afterwards. So here's track six. I was wrong. kind of hot on the trail of, of finding Super Joe, but it's, again, used in so many different levels. Right, right. I mean, uh, the soundtrack is is only so long, yeah. and they had it's to reuse a, the a lot of The whole thing is like 15 tracks. So. Yeah. And that counts like game over music and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, end of the stage stuff. Yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, so even though the music, is, or the, yeah, the music is, uh, uh, you know, it's not very long-lasting, so to speak, just because there's so many reused tracks. They still did a really good job of, you know, make, making the music nice and exciting and fun and, you know, upbeat and stuff. I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack game. is really good. So just for fun, I did find uh, the Mega Man song, or Mega Man 4 song that I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Um, or did I? Am I secretly just playing another track from Bionic Commando? You be the judge. Honestly, if if you had slipped that into all the other Bionic Commando songs, I would still say Bionic Commando. It, it sounds just like the that soundtrack. Yeah, it is Mega Man. This is the stage select screen for Mega Man Four. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid. Yeah, it's it a sound. Sol- it's got that very distinct kind of like bass guitar kind of sound and that like that drum. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, the the style is is so similar, even though they're different games. Though they are both kind of run and gun style games yeah. that are a little and bit Capcom. more futuristic, <laughs> and of course Capcom, and of course the same you know composer. Of course, that's the you know most important thing. But it is still interesting because you know so many composers will you know their style, like you know. We've recently done an episode on Legend of Mana, mm-hmm. and Yoko Shimomura's work changes like every single game she does. If if I told you that, or told anybody that Street Fighter Two and uh, Mario uh, RPG and Mario <laughs> RPG and Legend of Mana were all done by the same person, I don't know that I'd be believed. Yeah. Maybe Mario RPG and uh, uh, yeah. Legend of Mana they're they're fairly similar because they have that whimsical kind of uh, sound to them. But like Street Fighter Two and uh, you know Legend of Mana are very far cries from each other. But in this case. You know, the soundtracks are very, very reminiscent of each other. So that's kind yeah. of interesting. And well, the other cool thing is if you listen to some of the other tracks from Mega Man 4, uh, they are, they're obviously composed by somebody different, um, but they are arranged for the Game Boy by Koji Murata. 
and so there are it's like this is snake man but it sounds kind of like bionic commando (laughs) (laughs) snake man if he was uh you know double agent for the doe rise empire yeah here's pharaoh man but surprise he's a bionic commando (laughs) he's gonna punch mega man in the mouth with his bionic commando arm so it's kind of cool to hear like those the, the the slight uh nods to his own you know his own, yeah, his style. own style and stuff yeah that's awesome uh so this is a little bit of a shorter episode um only because it's kind of a, just a grand advertisement for a year and a half old episode <laughs> uh if you haven't played bionic commando for the game boy it's available on the nintendo 3ds eShop for about five dollars yeah it's it's really not much it, it might even be a little less than five yeah bucks. and you might even be able to find the cartridge if, for the game boy if you really want to be you know authentic about it i know the glitch has been borrowing my copy for almost an entire year and hasn't played it yet maybe this will inspire him to do so who knows <laughs> this this episode is not just an advertisement for legend of retro theater it is also a plea to the glitch that he get off his butt and play bionic commando for the game boy it's true it's it's all for you the glitch it is 100 for you Thank you for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick pause here in the show and tell you about one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So, our Retro Relapse for this week is uh, a game that we played... It, it, a little bit ago. It, it should it should be a great game, right? Should be. I mean, it's it's got a, a legendary name attached to it and everything. And it rhymes. And if it rhymes, you know it must be true. It's true. Uh, we played Space Ace. For 3DO. Yes. Uh, so, uh, originally it was an arcade game. Yeah. Uh, and much like... Uh, uh, oh, the... the Oh, it just escaped me. The uh, uh, dragon, uh, dragon's lair. Dragon's lair. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh, much like dragon's lair, this is a uh, sort of interactive uh, story where it's all quick time events, mm-hmm. and uh, it the the art for the game is phenomenal. It's Don Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. He did uh, uh, American Tale. Uh, he did uh, Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. He did he uh, gave Disney a run for their money in a, in a lot of places. He really did. The eighties uh, uh, were a, kind of a, a darker time for Disney. Uh, they they had some unsuccessful uh, attempts that they were making with their movies, and so they were kind of having to go back to the drawing board for some stuff before they kind of hit their golden era of the nineties yeah. with like you know Lion King, Aladdin, and all those Little Mermaid and stuff. But uh, but before that, uh, they hit like the Black Cauldron, which is a real weird dark fantasy that just did not go over well. Mm-hmm. But Don Bluth was knocking him out of the park with all of his movies. Uh, he also did like I think The Secret of Nim. Uh, he did uh, in the nineties. He did I think Anasta- uh, Anastasia. I believe so. I, if I'm not mistaken, Anastasia. 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 Thank you. Uh, and so uh, he was the director of such movies as Pete's Dragon, the small one, Banjo the Woodpile Cat, <laughs> Secret of Nim, Dragon's Lair video game, Space Ace video game, An American Tale, Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Dragon's Lair 2, Time Warp, Rockadoodle, Thumbelina, A Troll in Central Park, The Pebble and the Penguin, Anastasia, Bartok the Magnificent, and Titan AE. Wow, he did Titan AE. Yep. Interesting. Uh, We're overlooking Rockadoodle. There is always Rockadoodle, which I never saw. Actually. I never saw either. But the main <laughs> villain in that was a giant owl named Grand Duke. Okay, that's pretty great, right? Yep. And I know that because I used to name all my Pokemon after villains, and I needed something for a Noctowl. <laughs> well done, Sander. Well done. Yep. I uh, anyway totally derailed this. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't even know what to talk about anymore. So Space Ace is is 
it's quick time events. Yeah. Now, with very little hint of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It, it's very trial and error, and you can tell that it was made for the arcade. Yes. Because it is designed. It wants all of your money. All the quarters. And Every last one. By playing it on a 3DO, we didn't get as good of an experience as we would have if we could find a Space Ace arcade machine, which we probably could if we went to the Galloping Ghost Arcade in Ohio, or Illinois, rather. I'm sure that if we went to the Galloping Ghost Arcade in... I know they have Dragon's Lair. I was going to say, why do you know that? Because the Galloping... It's, I went there. It was great. Our, my my wife and I went to Chicago for our fifth uh, oh, wedding anniversary right. to go see Hamilton. And then, so that day, it's like the day of our anniversary, we saw Hamilton in the afternoon. And then I was like, hey, there's an arcade not far from here. We should go. And so we did, and it's it's an amazing arcade. It's like you pay, I think, seven anywhere from seven to ten bucks to get in for the entire day. Oh. They're open from like noon to two in the morning, and all the machines are set to free play. Oh. And it's a ridiculous amount of arcade machines. That's awesome. Uh, stuff that I've not seen in years and years and years, and stuff that I didn't even know had arcade machines. Like there was a Bionic Commando arcade, coincidentally enough. Uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, uh, but yeah, tons of stuff. And I know I saw the because they had the, the little like the hanging lamps and stuff and Dragon's Lair. And I didn't get a chance to play it. But it's, it's overwhelming, the stuff that's there. If you live in Illinois, uh, out just outside of Chicago, and you've not gone to Galloping Ghost Arcade, you're living your life wrong. Yeah, seriously. That sounds amazing. Uh, so, uh, so Space Ace on the 3DO, though. It still looked good. It, it looked all right. The it, loading times were kind of rough. Yeah, uh, which you had, you were forced to deal with every time you died. Uh huh. Which was all the time. I I would like to have more time with this game. I don't want to say it was bad. My experience, my initial like <laughs> first time ever playing Space Ace was not great. But yeah. I probably could say the same thing about the first time I played Bionic Commando. It's just being able to. I'm interested to play more. I just, uh, at the time, it was real defeating. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a quick time event person. I that like Games that have those kind of moments, I just, like, I choke up. I forget what buttons I'm hitting. Mm. I, I just, I'm not good at uh, rhythm-based games and timing-based games. And uh, this, unfortunately, is all about the timing. And, I mean, the 3DO didn't exactly have the best... Uh reactive times yeah <laughs> i'm it, sure there was a bit of a input lag or whatever that we were felt like it in. yeah it definitely felt like it uh so as far as that goes i uh, you know the the 3do version i'm sure is is a better version than like the super nintendo version which is god awful uh it's just really really bad it's hailed as like one of the worst games ever but it's still not as good i'm sure as like the arcade version i uh, Though it didn't take as much of our money, so that's kind of nice, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, but yeah, Sander. So, uh, uh, like, I Don Bluth's a legend. Yeah. The the art is amazing. These things should be considered. But what do you give it on the eight bit scale? On the eight bit scale, I would give this. I mean, the the music sounded good. The the voice acting was was strong. The animation mm-hmm. was really good. The only thing that sucked about it was me. So I'm gonna <laughs> give it. I I'll I'll say I'll give it a a. a five or six maybe five and a half really i think it was i think it was good like and it made me want to play more of it but even even if at the time and you guys can see the video of us playing this for the first time i may have seemed real defeated but it was because i knew i only had like 10 minutes to try to get good uh-huh. And I, I think probably more th- more than the other two of you, I was like, oh, yeah, you got to do this. You could see my interest in it. it absolutely. I, I will say that in, in the, the retro relapse video, you'll be able to see all that. And uh, you'll also see that I was very disinterested <laughs> in the game because it it's just the, even if the art is amazing, if I can't get to see more art, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I give it a three out of eight. Yeah. I, I feel like we're we're this this uh, normally I feel like we're all on kind of the same page with a lot of these retro relapse games, but this one we're pretty far ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like you even, give it above average, I give it below average. Yeah, I mean, and even uh, I wasn't here when you guys talked on the episode about Hotel Mario, but I had fun playing Hotel Mario. <laughs> You're insane. And I, I know hate it. You. I know. But even if you watch the video, I was like, you guys, like, we're done. I was like, I guess if we have to be, but I was getting into it. Hotel Mario. I can't believe I have to be reminded of that game. One of these days, I'll, I'll borrow it from Glitch, and I'll finish it. I'll be the only person in the world who finishes Hotel Mario. You, you know what? That actually could very well be true. Yeah, most uh, likely. But, uh, uh, so, Xander, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, uh, opening music bracket. We do have some songs to talk about, <laughs> Craig. 
Thank you, Robot Xander. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Robotic, mechanized version of my friend Xander. <laughs> I've been trying to get better about starting to say something dumb and turn it into the right thing. Like, So I have my daughter's name is Helen. Uh-huh. My dog's name is Jelly. Uh-huh. So a lot of times I'll be like, Helen is the name of my daughter. Jelly, it's time for time to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, yes. Oh, man. So, so what's our first song that we have? The songs we have to talk about today uh, are two role-playing games. Oh, this is going to be rough. It will be. Um, I'm actually not familiar, super familiar with one. I played it a little bit, but I don't remember the song super well. But uh, our first intro that we're going to listen to today is from Grandia from the PlayStation. Yeah, Grandia. And this is composed by... I believe it is Noroyuki Iwadare, uh, who's done uh, quite a few other uh, uh, games that we love, I believe, like uh, Lunar. Mm-hmm. Lunar Silver Star Story. Did you know if they if uh, it was also Lunar 2 or just one? Oh, I, I think they were very similar. It's very yeah, possible I, think, it I think it was both of them, uh, but that that's me taking a shot in the dark. If you've ever wanted to be a part of the Legend of Retro team, now's your chance to try out. <laughs> just, just search Go on and look it up and let us know, and maybe you can join us. <laughs> Theme of Grandia, here we go.
feel like I need to apologize. I clearly clicked on the original Gundam soundtrack. <laughs> it's uh, it's real sweeping and epic, and uh, I really, really oh, dig good. the song. Yeah, it's there's a lot it to does, it. It does have that kind of '70s Gundam soundtrack sound to it. It kind of <laughs> does. I, I now that you've pointed that out, I can kind of hear it. That it has that like Gundam-y kind of quality. I think to it's it. the horns with the with like the the bass. That know. could be, yeah. Who knows? I don't know what exactly I'm hearing. I did look up uh, the other games uh, that he's worked on. Um, so and I, it is Noroyuki Iwadare, right? Yes, that's okay, correct. Cool, perfect. I'm uh, glad I wasn't all way off base. So Lunar, uh-huh. uh, Silver Star, Lunar Eternal Blue, uh-huh. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie for Game Boy, <laughs> um, a bunch of other like mini Lunar games that I don't think ever came overseas, mm-hmm. uh, like Magic School Lunar, uh, Lunar Walking School. Uh, stuff I, like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with them. Maybe they did come out here, and I yeah. just didn't get access to them. Grandia two and three, uh, at least one track of the Mega Man X seven soundtrack, hmm. which tells me that this guy is garbage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, and then the later Ace Attorney games. Oh, he does the Ace Attorney stuff too. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he's had a, a fair amount of uh, uh, you know stuff under his belt, and it's and it's interesting because. Uh, uh, both the games today are RPGs, and they both have pretty epic openings because we also have the theme of Chrono Trigger yep. from Yasunori Mitsuda. That's correct. Uh, and, and this is legendary. And honestly, I, I it just speaks for itself. Let's just give it a listen. itself it's yeah it's 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 a legendary composition at this point and uh like for me this is a really tough one because both of these songs are really good the only thing that i can think of while listening to this song is i just want to play chrono trigger <laughs> honestly yeah and uh what's uh, great about this song is i mean not only is it a, a fantastic opening but that theme gets reused at very key moments in the game oh yeah and it's always like this like heart pounding like We've got to take care of this kind of situation. Yeah, they this do a, is so good. They do a very good job of not. Uh, and, and I would honestly even argue the same for the theme of Grandia. And throughout the game, they do a very good job of using that theme at really clutch moments or segments of the theme at mm-hmm. clutch moments. And so it's it's honestly, I feel like in, in our opening music bracket, we've talked previously about how there are such varying soundtracks, you know, that we're hearing throughout this, uh, uh, you know, our brackets, our competitions here. 
But honestly, this is one that maybe they've aligned about the closest. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're both RP- the openings to RPGs. They're both epic. They're both, you know, have a, a sort of a, a similar build to them where they have that like big sweeping kind of like opening. It kind of like comes down a bit and then it like shoots back up again. It's kind of a, a sort of an interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, that we have both of these very similar openings you know, in the uh, bracket here in this uh, first round. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be uh, interesting. And, of course, our fans can help uh, sway uh, the the vote in their favor, whatever one you want to see win, uh, by going to our Facebook page. I'll be happy with either outcome on this. Uh, yeah, same here, honestly. I, I wouldn't be disappointed with either of them. I will, be, I will be surprised if Chrono Trigger doesn't go forward, only because it has that recognition. It does. It has a lot of fan recognition. So... Who knows? I, yeah. But, I mean, either, either way, we've, we've got a winner here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I... Uh- so, uh, uh, you know, if you're interested in not only voting on, you know, what we've got going on, but you also want to uh, impact the show, you can, of course, go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and uh, you can get a wide variety of perks for, uh, you know, jumping on and uh, helping support us. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, Retro Relapse goes up a little bit early. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have the Game Shark show mm-hmm. where we uh, uh, just pick a random topic and go for it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we uh, decide on what we want to chat about, and we uh, do that, or uh, Rhythm of Retro, where we do, you know, uh, uh, highlight music and mm-hmm. stuff. And so, yeah, there's a, a ton of fun uh, uh, fun things that we have on the, uh, you know, uh, for only our patrons. So make yeah. sure to uh, jump on that. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a teaser, last month was uh, our, our top five Mega Man Robot Masters. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Uh, where it was uh, you, myself, uh, Chops, and the Glitch, we were all here. Uh-huh. And we told uh, what our favorite... I mean, there were so many to choose from. Oh, there's um, tons. But we narrowed it down to our top five. And you can hear how wrong Chops is. And I'm kidding. He, he actually, was actually he had a pretty, solid yeah, he, had he had a, solid a very solid list. He had a solid I'm just He's just an easy target sometimes. He's Xander all the time. Chops is an easy <laughs> target. Not just some of the time, all the time. Yep. And a teaser for a little bit later this month, uh, we uh, Craig and I sat down and just gushed about Undertale. Yeah. Not actually a retro game, but it's Christmas, okay? It's the holidays. <laughs> Xander it's and I deserve to a present, other. too. Yeah. We deserve a present, too, dang it. So if those sound like uh, shows you would love to hear, uh, I can tell you that both episodes were a ton of fun to record. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I might be biased, but they're pretty good. So uh, if those sound like something you want to listen to, uh, hop over to the Patreon page and help us out. Uh, everything that you uh, give us each month helps us to make the studio better, helps us make our equipment better, gives us more time. Like, you know, if we start getting enough cash where it's like, this is our income, we can make more and more and more shows. Yeah, we really could. That's Just super about exciting. That. If yeah. I didn't have to go to work, I could record all day. <laughs> I, yeah, I, w- I could stand to have more... Uh, more shows that I'm on. That would be a lot of fun. That's a pipe dream, though. Who knows? Yeah, well, let's see. I mean, it will happen definitely because you guys are the greatest. Yes, um, you are. If you're looking for more free content, of course, we give you that all the time, five days a week. We have the Last Action Podcast on Mondays yep. with LPJ and Sphinx uh-huh. where they talk about action movies, and sometimes we're on there. I was on there for Hard Target. Craig was on there for 007, and you did another one recently, didn't you? Uh, yeah. So I, I don't. As of this recording, I don't believe it's hit the. Uh, uh, they've they've aired it yet. Uh, but soon enough, I'll have. I've already done Goldfinger, uh, which was an episode I did previously. But soon enough, we'll have more James Bond content with me on the Last nice. Action podcast. And if you want to uh, uh, know what uh, LPJ and Sphinx are like, but maybe aren't willing to jump into action movies just yet, well, you can always check out uh, Sphinx's recent episode where yeah. he did. Crash Bandicoot with us, and LPJ did Mick Mick Kids, Kids, which is he sure did. If you haven't heard that episode, (laughs) I'm surprised. Yeah, it's it's, kind of legendary. Uh, It's one of those episodes, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's uh, it sure is an episode. It definitely is an episode. Speaking of episodes, the show that has the most episodes out of anything on the Gamezilla Media Network is the Gamezilla Podcast. Go figure. Yep, they're on uh, every Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, they cover uh, video game news, uh, everything that's more, you know, well, more, everything that is up to date because they're covering, you know, the the news of what's going on in the uh, the world for video games. It'd so, be nice if just once they told me a story from 1996. I could stand to have some stories right? from 1996. Just pretend like they're getting a time machine, like, oh, we're back in 1996, and now 
Why do they sound old in 1996? I don't know. Because <laughs> time travel and old, old-timey. The Nintendo 64 is coming out next week. And the what? The Nintendo 64 is coming out. The what? Out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that is with uh, Test and Deadite and Grimlock and Jazzy. Grimlock and Jazzy are on a show on Wednesday, too, with Chops from the Legend of Retro podcast. Maybe you've heard of them. And Maybe. Craig WK as they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's a ton of fun. Noobs and Dragons. Yeah, they, uh, they're, they you know, a, a lot of people have been like, ah, is it still going to be Noobs and Dragons moving forward? They've been playing for a while. Yes. But they're idiots. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays, of course, you have the Legend of Retro podcast, of which hopefully you've realized is now on Thursdays. On Friday, we have Movie Blast with Bob and Bex. Quick uh, look at some classic cinema and even some unknown cinema. Yeah, uh, they do some kind of oddball movies, which is kind of interesting. I thought that was a, a neat approach because uh, not only do they you know touch on things like Citizen Kane, you know, like the greatest movie ever, supposedly, uh, but they also do some you know more eccentric, really stuff. strange sci-fi things that yeah. you probably have never heard of. Yeah, uh, coincidentally, uh, Bax he's kind of a sci-fi guy. Sci-fi. Is that sci-fi? Uh, it might be sci-fi. Does he know sci-fi? He knows sci-fi. He might know sci-fi. Yeah, I think he's all about that sci-fi. Yep. So that's uh, five days a week of free content for you. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to check out uh, uh, the other oh, shows on our network. Oh, there's other things that's free, too. Other things that are free. Other things that's... Uh, sometimes I speak English, but not often. On YouTube, you can check out our Retro Relapse, which you can pay to get early access for. Otherwise, it comes out on Thursdays, and you can watch us bumble through old video games. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you can also watch Craig exclusively bumble through old video games and talk about or talk through them as if he were some sort of voice actor or something. I pretend to be, even if I'm not. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I do uh, old RPGs. Right now I'm going through Breath of Fire 3, which we recently had an episode on. Me and Chops uh, mm-hmm. uh, touched on that. So make sure to give that a listen if you haven't. And uh, make sure to check out my long plays because, uh, you know, whether it's Final Fantasy VI, Earthbound, even Ogre Battle 64, a whole bunch of games, uh, make sure to uh, check them out. They've uh, been a ton of fun to go through and uh, give everyone unique voices and narrate. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – uh, ridiculous. Yep. And if you don't have time to listen to all the games of the podcast, you can always check out the highlights. Oh yeah, on those YouTube. are on YouTube as well. Yep. We uh, uh you know uh, put those out as well. So you know we've got a whole bunch of stuff for you. Hopefully you're enjoying it. That's a whole lot of stuff that's free. But wait, there's more. Gamesofthemedia.com blogs. Yeah. We post stuff all the time. Yeah, so, make sure to uh, check out uh, the Gamezilla Media website. Yep, all kinds of fun, free stuff for you. And then if you think, oh, this stuff's pretty cool, I'd like to throw some money at them, you're perfectly allowed to do that. Patreon.com slash media. Yep. Uh, one last plug is to go back and listen to the Legend of Retro uh, Theater episode of Bionic Commando if you want to get the full uh, story of what happened in Bionic Commando. <laughs> um, and if you have listened to it already, go back and listen to it again because why not? Yeah, absolutely. It was a ton of fun. And uh, even if this entire episode has just been a commercial for Legend of Retro Theater's Bionic Commando episode, uh, we definitely appreciate you guys uh, uh, you know, listening in. And uh, we'll see you next time when the, when the legend, legend continues. continues. Get the heck out of here, you nerd.